0: It's Wednesday, April 7th, 2021, and welcome in to another podcast episode of WeatherWise. I am Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside
1: Meteorologist Sloan Haynes.
0: Sloan Haynes calling in from home. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. You know, the drier weather, the pollen and everything, Daniel, has has my voice a little scratchy, but we're in spring. I'm expecting the pollen.
0: Yeah, the pollen's been getting to me, too. I've had a bit of a scratchy throat Mm -hmm. at times and a bit congested, especially at night. Um, But we're not going to talk about the pollen today. We're actually talking about severe weather because this week is actually severe storms awareness week. So... It's a week dedicated to advising the public, letting the public know of severe threats that we could be dealing with with thunderstorms as we head through the spring and summer seasons. And each day is actually dedicated to a certain event. And we're going to go through each day this week. So we've already had three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and this goes uh, all the way through Friday. So we're going to go over those topics, but first let's start with what is an actual severe thunderstorm so we've all heard of severe thunderstorm watches severe thunderstorm warnings so again a watch just means watch out pay attention to the forecast severe thunderstorms could happen the criteria is there and a severe thunderstorm warning means it's imminent or it's actually occurring so you need to prepare and take cover so the definition of severe thunderstorm warning is a storm that produces winds of at least 58 miles per hour or stronger and or hail one inch in diameter so quarter sized hail so it doesn't have to be both it could be one or the other or both criteria so that's a severe thunderstorm warning right and that's something people need to be aware of so what is something that we should do sloan i guess we can talk about it really quickly if a severe thunderstorm warning is issued so someone's watching us and that warning is issued, um, mm-hmm. they should just at least stay inside, right? That's probably a yep. good bet.
1: <laughs> stay inside, away from windows, is the perfect place to be because you know we're talking about damaging winds with these systems, hail that could break glass, possibly. So you want to stay away from windows, stay inside, and make sure that you know that your kids and your pets are inside with you. That's really important too.
0: Right, and a lot of people say, but what about lightning? Uh, isn't that a criteria for severe weather? And it's actually not. It can a- it's very dangerous, you know, cloud to ground mm-hmm. lightning, and it kills people every year. But that's actually not one of the specific criteria in the actual severe thunderstorm warning. Again, it's winds of 58 miles per hour or stronger and or hail one inch or quarter size. Uh, so those mm-hmm. are the two main criteria. But we're not going to just talk about those two criteria. There's other factors that can come about within storms. So this past Monday, April 5th, just a couple days ago, what was our topic that we discussed that day?
1: It was flooding, which is something we see here on Del Marva, especially after prolonged periods of rainfall, heavy rainfall. I was looking back at some data Um, in December, December 5th. We had flooding rains and record rainfall a day, that's when a month's worth of rain fell in a 24-hour period. And we have months like that where we just have prolonged periods of rain to bring it local. um, East Line Road is a road that constantly has flood water on it after heavy rainfall events. And you can see it going onto the road, and that's when road closures are issued, when it's unsafe to drive on the road because of flooding concerns. And that's where we see most fatalities from flooding, Daniel, is from people driving into floodwaters because they think it's safe. Um, this is something that stuck with me, but it only takes about six inches of water to, call, to have a car float. So even though your car weighs so much, it only takes six inches of water to lift it off the ground. And then that's dangerous because now you're trapped in the car. So I know we sound like a broken record when we see that there are flood warnings or watches in effect and we tell you to turn around, don't drown, but it's crucial because that's where the most flood fatalities come from. Um, Looking at what the National Weather Service put out for this week, Daniel, it says 67% of fatalities from flooding are male. That's two-thirds of the um, deaths are male people. So making sure that they are driving slower on the road, making sure that everybody turns around and doesn't drown.
0: Yeah, I've seen way too many videos of people trying to cross these roads Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: obviously you can't cross, but they do it because, you know, people need to be somewhere, that's their excuse, you know. I need to get somewhere, but your life is more important. Um, So that's just something to take into consideration. But wow, 67% of fatalities Mm -hmm. are males so
1: and we see a lot more of these incidents at night too because people they might not be able to see yeah. the water on the road at night so being cautious when you're out on the roads at night because this is a threat that we could see with severe storms moving through
0: right we do have some flood up uh, flood uh, some flood prone areas um on delmarva especially low-lying mm-hmm. areas you know the closer you are to the water uh, closer you are mm-hmm. to sea level and in salisbury of course you mentioned that road uh, we've had flooding on Route 13, North Salisbury Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up December, I believe. Um, yeah,
1: December. Yeah,
0: I remember last, just last August was one of the wettest August we've ever had. We had over 13 inches of rain mm-hmm. that entire month. And we had several days in a row where we had over an inch of rain each day. It was you know, pretty incredible. Yeah. And we had some flooding, which caused some major problems. So, again, turn around, don't drown. I love that tip.
1: And also preparing your homes, too. Um where I'm from, I don't know if they're big here, but basement, making sure that water isn't getting into your basement and that your house is secured and everything to make sure that you, know, you aren't having rising water in your house.
0: Right, exactly. That's a good, uh, good tip there, too. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to Tuesday, uh, April 6th. So, just yesterday, the topic was damaging winds, and that is one of the severe thunderstorm warning criteria. Again, damaging winds... Is technically 58 miles per hour or higher of course you can get some damage you know with winds slightly below that but that's, that's just the cutoff that they used so again damaging winds a huge factor and I remember when Hurricane Isabel back in 2003 I believe it affected this entire area and we had to sleep in the basement because we had large trees around and we were concerned with those winds mm-hmm. toppling over now again that's hurricane force winds but um, we're talking about these severe thunderstorm winds that can also topple over large trees. So, and it's the damaging winds that cause the tree and structural damage to houses, mm-hmm. uh, power lines as well. And again, we already went over that definition of a severe, severe thunderstorm warning with those damaging winds or hail. Hail, of course, can do that damage too. And we'll get to hail coming up as well. Uh, but there's also something called microbursts within these severe mm-hmm. thunderstorms. And that is sometimes when winds can get the strongest. Winds could actually reach over 100 miles per hour, maybe even up to 120. And that's why a lot of people sometimes report a tornado just went through their area when it was actually a microburst Mm -hmm. uh, in that thunderstorm. Uh, And that's technically winds that are just falling, being pushed uh, downward by a downdraft. And the thunderstorms just kind of collapsing and the thunderstorms, um is is causing that wind to you know fall uh, very quickly down to the surface and then it just spreads out like you drop a rock in the Mm -hmm. ocean you see those ripples that's what happens the winds fall they hit the ground they spread out and they accelerate so it can get dangerous so again severe thunderstorm warning issued make sure you stay inside a sturdy shelter and away from windows that's the best best option
1: and if we're tracking storms leading up to that day securing loose objects in your yard i say it a lot but telling people to make sure their trash cans are put away patio furniture secure when we had we had a system move through before the holidays and i was telling people to put away santa claus who was blown up in the front yard because that could lead to some hazards out there for other people not just the homeowners
0: absolutely and and you never know a severe thunderstorm warning can produce a tornado right it's possible Mm -hmm. and that can accelerate these objects and make them you know fatal um yep. life-threatening objects
1: mm-hmm. and that's what today was i'm um, dedicated to was tornadoes and yesterday actually the past couple of weather tidbits say ulysses has been talking about tornadoes and tornado safety which has been very helpful in um tr- uh, weather tidbits so make sure you all give those episodes a watch because it's great helpful um, tips, especially as we head into severe weather season. But Maryland not known for um, tornadoes, but we did have ES in August. We had quite a few tornadoes from that throughout um, the Eastern Shore, and we even had a tornado touchdown in Caroline County at the end of November. So these are things that we can be affected by, even though we don't see them all the time like the uh, Midwest and the Plains do. And that's something else. A tornado is issued. You want to be inside a sturdy structure. You want to be in the innermost part of your house, away from windows. Um, Generally, we tell you that a bathroom is the best place you could be, putting the mattress over you, protecting you and your loved ones. And a basement is the best place if you have a basement in your home. That's the best place you can be in the middle of it to make sure that you are under or within a sturdy area of your home.
0: Yeah, perfect tips there. And um, tornadoes, just unfortunately, they cause major damage. Mm -hmm. And again, you mentioned it, we're not known for tornadoes, but we do get them. And we've had, it seems lately, uh, some... You know, more extreme weather where we're starting to see these potential, uh, you know, tornadoes. And we, as you mentioned, we had Hurricane Isaias that brought us, I think it was nine tornadoes across Marva, And that just broke record. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think everyone remembers, if you're a Marylander, a lifetime Marylander, you remember that La Plata tornado. And that was scary back in 2002. I know that's not on the eastern shore, but it's just across the bay and that same storm actually crossed onto delmarva in 2002 and produced a tornado in dorchester county so it can do a lot of damage it's a scary situation but yeah the lowest floor is Mm -hmm. the best place to be
1: and also after um tornadoes you don't want to go outside because they could knock down power lines that makes it unsafe for you to be out there on those trees could be down so Whichever way you're driving isn't going to probably work for you. Roads will be closed, so you want to wait for emergency officials in your area to tell you that it's all clear, that it's safe for you to go out, because it's not safe to drive over power lines. Um, Being stuck behind trees is just going to cause cleanup to move slower, so make sure that you're staying inside even after the storm has passed until you're told it's safe to go out.
0: Right, and I wanted to ask you, Sloan, because I know a lot of kids are back in school now, um, you know, with COVID, some, peop- some kids are virtual, others are going in. I wanted to ask you, when you were younger and you were in school, did your schools ever participate in tornado drills?
1: When I lived in Florida, yes, we did one every month, like how we did a fire drill, just because um, severe weather season, especially during the winter months down there in North Florida, we could see tornadoes. But that's something, too, with kids going back to school. I don't know if it's a common practice up here. I never did it when I moved back up to New Jersey.
0: Yeah, and I'm from northern Virginia, but I've heard here on Delmarva it is pretty common. They do at least one every year. And the National Weather Service mm-hmm. actually has one scheduled for today at 945 wow. in the morning. So that will go out across the NOAA Weather Radio. If you're listening to us after that, uh, that's, it's already passed. Uh, but um, it was it's scheduled for 9.45 in the morning uh, today, and usually schools will participate in that as mm-hmm. well. So what they do is they typically take the kids. I actually did a story on this um, several years ago at a school that did a tornado drill, and the kids lined up. They took them into the hallways, up against the lockers. They got on their hands and knees, and they kind of tucked um, and mm-hmm. put their head down and put their hands on their head. So... Usually hallways, the safest place, and bathrooms in schools, away yeah. from those windows. So it's always good to I've see schools had doing that. I've
1: teachers have us bring um, our textbooks with us to put over our heads yes. for it, so that you would have something sturdy over you.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's, that's good, too, for sure. All right, should we move on to Thursday? Yep. All right, tomorrow's topic is hail. And again, that's the second criteria when it comes to severe thunderstorm warnings. The first damaging winds the second hail and hail is interesting it has always fascinated me because it's amazing that you can have ice in the middle of summer fall yeah. from the clouds right and you know when you go to school to study meteorology even if you're interested in meteorology before that you can learn yourself but hail forms in such an unique and awesome way so i'm sure a lot of you listening have been on an airplane before and you've seen the temperature sensor on the outside of the airplane Mm -hmm. that tells you how cold it is up there on the outside of the plane and usually you see like 40 degrees below zero you see like these really extreme cold temperatures so in the summertime yes it might be 90 here in salisbury at the surface where you live but up in the sky temperatures can be well below zero so especially when a Thunderstorm develops, that towering cumulus cloud builds higher and higher in the atmosphere into a colder environment. So, what happens is supercooled water droplets can be forced upward into those extreme cold environments by an updraft, very strong winds going up. And the longer those droplets are up in the freezing cold, they can stick together, they can build, and they can get larger and larger until that thunderstorm eventually drops that hail in a Mm -hmm. downdraft and the downdraft falls so quickly that this ice has no time to melt so it can reach the surface with temperatures in the 60s 70s 80s and even 90s so i always thought that was crazy um that that can happen
1: it is a crazy weather phenomenon yeah
0: Yeah. and it does happen and the larger it is the more dangerous it can be to life Mm -hmm. to property i've seen some crazy videos where you know hail has destroyed cars so it's a scary sight for sure but again the best place to be is inside when you see hail or if hail is potentially in a thunderstorm that's heading your way Uh, so stay indoors for sure the best place to be is staying inside now we do get large hail again Mm -hmm. we're not known for large hail in maryland but it is definitely possible and it's happened before
1: yep and again you said it hail is dangerous because it's falling such a fast rate depending on its size. Um, I have a friend who was from Oklahoma and her car had dings all over it and I asked her about it one time <laughs> and it was from hail. She lives in a place that she lives outside of Moore, Oklahoma, a place that does receive a good, a considerable amount of tornadoes every year and a severe thunderstorms. And she said all of our cars look like this.
0: Jeez. <laughs> I can imagine it now. You're like, what's up with your car? Why are there so many dents? (laughs) I
1: said, what happened? She goes, hail. It's hail. I get asked that a lot.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine that. Wow.
1: Well, on to Friday, we were talking about it earlier, but the topic will be lightning, and that's another threat that could come with a severe thunderstorm. Now, 98% of lightning casualties are from people outdoors, so really the theme of this podcast is you should stay inside. If a severe thunderstorm warning is issued or if we're tracking and posting about storms approaching Delmarva, go inside, stay there until after the storm passes because lightning is very dangerous and um, the most frequent fatalities come from outside of the rain area and to put this into perspective for you too lightning can strike over 10 miles away from the rain area so covers a widespread area so again the best place to be is inside daniel i think we did a podcast a few months ago about lightning safety and talking about um things people have asked us about oh, well, couldn't I just be under a tree or can I just sit in my car? Those are both very unsafe places.
0: Yeah, please stay away from those large, you know, tall objects such mm-hmm. as trees and stay away from metal objects and water. Jeez. yeah, you know, Don't go swimming. I was a lifeguard for so many years. And
1: mm-hmm. when
0: you see lightning, you need to clear the pool. When you th- uh, hear thunder, you need to clear the pool. Like the kids would get so mad at me <laughs> for telling them, to get out of the water when it was sunny outside, but we heard thunder because, Mm -hmm. you know, the storm was on its way. And when you can hear thunder, that means the lightning is close enough to strike you. And it's happened before. Um, Lightning has struck in an area where it wasn't raining, where Mm -hmm. it wasn't storming. The storm was just close enough, so.
1: And even as we're, I think we're now 73 days away from the start of summer in June, which means beach days are soon. But we can also see those afternoon thunderstorms over the summertime. You don't want to be on the beach still if um, the lifeguard is clearing the water because they hear thunder or they know there's lightning approaching the area. still not safe for you to be out there. I know um, bathrooms sometimes at the beaches can be shelters. They're sturdy structures. They're inside. If you cannot leave the beach, going inside one of those is the best place to be.
0: Right. And I'm looking actually at how many deaths per year um, the United States has, and it's about 50 deaths. And, you know, Florida has um, a lot of deaths, um, Mm -hmm. usually. Um, They have very uh, strong thunderstorms down there. And I'm actually looking at state by state, and it's very interesting because you look at lightning fatalities by state from 1959 To 2017, uh, in Maryland, there were 126 deaths. That's from 1959 to 2017. And I was looking at another map here. But when you look at just from 2008 to Mm -hmm. 2017, there were only two deaths in Maryland. So I know that's not the same number of years, but our lightning safety has gotten so much better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're seeing, you know, not as many deaths as we used to when it comes to lightning. But don't let that, you know, make you think, oh, there's yeah. not, there's not as much lightning or whatnot. It's not that. It's, there's still storms. It's just our lightning mm-hmm. safety tips and people are actually heeding the warnings. And that's nice to see. Yep.
1: Yep. That's really been the theme of the podcast today, Daniel, is people should just day inside but we always want people to have a plan too and this week is dedicated to educating everybody keeping the public aware on ways they can stay safe during these types of events
0: right this is why we do it to protect life and property Mm -hmm. to keep you alive to keep you aware and that's why it's called Maryland Severe Storms Awareness Week we just want to keep everyone aware to keep you alive keep you safe And just make sure you have a plan for the upcoming severe thunderstorm season. I know we get them every year, but each one is unique. They can be dangerous, Mm -hmm. life-threatening. So download our 47 ABC weather app. That will alert you to any severe storms. And, of course, keep it tuned to 47 ABC. We'll keep you updated as well uh, with any upcoming storms. So just stay safe. Anything else you want to add, Sloane?
1: Um. I just want to go back to uh, weather tidbits. Ulysses has a bunch of great topics on how you can stay safe during severe weather. And they're all on the 47 ABC website. So make sure you check them out if you want um, educational videos. And they're great for your kids, too.
0: That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sloan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, this was another podcast episode of WeatherWise. We'll be back next Wednesday for another episode. We'll see you then.